the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Genesis 39 verse 10. So it was, as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. Joseph avoided her. Avoided being in the same room with her. Avoided just joking and just, no, just talking with her. Avoided conversation. You can imagine she wanted that. She wanted to be where Joseph was. She wanted to talk with Joseph. She wanted to have a private conversation with Joseph. She would call Joseph to the room. And Joseph avoided all of that. Intentionally, deliberately avoided all of that. Because as you pay attention to something, you, be, you begin to develop what? Emotions, connections with that thing. So Joseph avoided that. Avoided talking with her. Avoid having private conversation with so that he won't be emotionally connected with her. Again, you can manage your exposure. Joseph manages exposure. Exposure. Repeated exposure. After several exposure, you begin to notice. No? Little by little, it is inscribed in your heart, in your mind. And after a while, you begin to see what you didn't see before. Amen? Because you are exposed to it over and over again. That is marketing 101. So they will not just market it to you once, twice, thrice. They will do it over and over and over and over and over again. Show it, show it in the TV, show it repeatedly, show it during the football games, show it all the time. You know, even if you never noticed before, eventually you begin to notice, you begin to pay attention. Joseph refused exposure, would not let his emotions be connected. To this woman, he avoided her. When you manage your exposure, you manage your experience. And you manage your expression. And you manage your action. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel and his friends in Babylon. Joseph was where? In Egypt. Joseph was in a foreign land. Daniel and his friends were in a foreign land. We are also where? In a foreign land. We are what? Pilgrims here. Huh? We are pilgrims here. You are in this world, but not of this world, the scriptures say. Now, Daniel and his friends were brought to Babylon as young men. And uh, they wanted some young people to be trained, to be taught, to go to the best schools and become advisors to the king of Babylon. So they looked around and chose Daniel and his friends and with some other people because they noticed that they were, what, smart, intelligent, handsome. They were of the royal seed. They chose them. They must have tested them. Believe they had them go through series of what? <laughs> Testings. Amen. You know, different aptitude tests gave them all kinds of things. They passed everything. So they chose them. And they brought them to the king's palace to be trained for how many years? Three years. Three years. It's like a bachelor's degree. Huh? Not just one month, two months, three months. What were they teaching them? They were teaching them what? Literature, language, the culture, science, you know, 
the norms of the land, the culture of the land, the language of the land. They were teaching them everything to become Babylonians, Chaldeans. To the extent that they did what they changed their names, changed their identity. That's what the world wants to do to you as a Christian. The world wants to teach you everything about the world. Wants to teach your children. And it's not going to do that at an instant. He has committed a whole lifetime to do that. He will spend all the time that it takes to teach this one. They were going to teach them for three years. Of course, that would not be the end of schooling because they still continued in the land. They changed their name, changed their identity. The devil wants to change our identity. Amen. These children, Daniel and his friends, by the time they finished, they were speaking like the Babylonians. You hear that? They knew the norms and the culture of the Babylonians. They have been put through a rigorous training. The enemy wants to teach us. The enemy is trying to teach us. You can even say the enemy is teaching us. I hope we are being taught by the Lord. I hope the word of the Lord is teaching us. The word of the Lord is renewing our mind, pushing out the garbage from us. The things that we have been taught, we are being retaught by the Lord in the name of Jesus. There you see, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the scriptures say, But Daniel, they were not just going to teach them, they were going to give them everything. All the food, you know, all the delicacies, all the things of the land, they were going to give them all of that to change their spirit, their soul, their body, their mind, to change them. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel proposed. New Living Translation says, but Daniel determined, was determined. NIV says, but Daniel resolved. New Living Bible says, but Daniel made up his mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Daniel and his friends. They didn't start doing that at that moment. They had been taught by their parents from home. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. They had been taught. They had strength before. A change of mind is a good place to start. A change of mind is good for a start. But it won't take you to divine destination. You need a changed mind. Did you hear that? A change of heart, a change of mind won't take you to your divine destination. You need your heart to be changed. A change of mind is, oh, I will do this. And tomorrow is different. Oh, but you said, now, for you to have a changed mind, it has to be deposited there. You have to be exposed to it over and over and over again. So you expose yourself to the word of God over and over and over again, intentionally, deliberately. You expose yourself to it, it's stored up in your heart. It becomes solidified, it becomes calcified, so to say. It becomes your heart. Again, a change of mind is good for a start, but it won't take you to divine destination. You need a changed mind. Some things to meditate on, even to go back home and find answers or find, you know, understanding to them. How did Moses... Who grew up in the palace of Pharaoh, cool in all the philosophies of Egypt? How did he get mentally and emotionally connected to his people? 
to the point of knowing that he was to be their deliverer. How did he get to the point of being emotionally, psychologically, mentally connected to his people? To the point that he knew that he was going to be their deliverer. How did that happen? Somebody was responsible. Amen. Somebody was responsible. His mother taught him that he was also schooled. He was educated in all the philosophies of Egypt. Why did the seven daughters of Jethro refer to and or describe Moses as an Egyptian? Why did the seven daughters of Jethro, when they met Moses, they refer to him as, we met an Egyptian today. Why? Because he looked like an Egyptian. He spoke like an Egyptian. He was in all mannerism like an Egyptian. So they said, we met an Egyptian today. But he would say, I am an Hebrew. I'm not an Egyptian. How would you be described? Will you be described as a Christian? Or will you be described as... How will you be described? Moses could not fit in anywhere. Amen. He was not completely an Egyptian. And he was not completely an Hebrew. The Hebrews would be like, who made you a judge and overseer over us? Where are you coming from? You belong to the palace there. You are of them. And uh, Egypt would say, this is not really our own. Hmm? He was carrying both. He was carrying both mentalities. No? God could not use us when we carry both. Hmm? God would have to take us out and spend time to refinish us, so to say. To refurbish us, so to say. To remake us, so to say. So that we can come back and be a deliverer. In the name of Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Final word. Please don't place a greater value on the academic education of your children over their spiritual education. The battle for the souls of men. The battle for our souls. The battle for our mind. The battle over our minds. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Your word says, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The inward man is being renewed day by day. Even our mind, Lord, may our mind be renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While, while we do not look at the things which are seen, Lord, we make up our mind, we intentionally, deliberately make up our minds, O Lord. We shift our focus from the things of this world, O Lord. Why we do not look at the things that are seen? Because these things are right before our eyes. We are looking at them, Lord, but O Lord, we want to see you. It's you we are looking for. These things, O Lord, are looking at us and we are looking at them. We don't want to be engrossed in them. We don't want to give in to them. So we choose to look for you. We choose to look for the invisible. We choose to look for you, the invisible. And when we see you, we can do the impossible. Help us to see you. Open our eyes to see the invisible. May we see the invisible so that we go for you, O God, in the name of Jesus. The things that try to capture our mind. The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. The pride of life. We reject them. We denounce them. In the name of Jesus, we set our affections. We set our eyes on things above. Our affections on things above. Where 
you are seated where our life is. For you are our life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Purify the minds of your people. Is there anybody who has been tortured, Lord, by the experiences of the past, Lord, by things they have been exposed to, Lord, anyone who is being tortured and tormented, oh Lord, I ask for their deliverance. Lord, may they be set free in the name of Jesus. Give them, oh Lord, a turnaround, a change of mind, and a changed mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.